When it comes to prayer, so many people say, well, I don't, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. So today on Bridges, we bring you Powerful Prayers. I'm Monica Schmelter, and this is Bridges, where we bring you hope for the journey. And today, as we talk about hope for the journey, we're going to look at powerful prayers. And my guest is Pastor Groover. Pastor Groover, so good to have you back. Thank you, Monica. It's always good to be back. It's been a while. Yes, it has. And I'm so glad <laughs> to see And we're grateful you. that God is opening doors for us that have been closed for a little while. Yes, yes. But he has seen us through and he has a plan for the days to come. He sure does. And I'm excited about that plan. Yeah, He's done so much at WHTN and in our studio and allowed us kind of to expand and improve. And we're grateful. And uh, prayer, Pastor Groover, is something that uh, has always just been important in my life. Uh, I learned right when I first got saved that prayer was just something that really moved the heart and the hand of God. And But yet I hear so many people, and I'm sure as a pastor that you have too, but Pastor Groover, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. Well, I think one of the things that stands as a barrier for people, especially as they begin their journey with Christ, is understanding that prayer is conversation. Yeah. And uh, the thing that we want to understand is that as God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, he died so that we would have our sins paid for, yes. the wrath of God removed from us. But more importantly, he died so that we would be reconciled mm -hmm. to the Father, that we would be able to come to him. And the writer of Hebrews tells us that as a result of our high priest, we are able to approach the throne of God with boldness mm -hmm. and with courage, with prayer, and that God is going to extend to us his mercy yes. at the appropriate time. Yes. So really, it's a matter of talking to God in the way that you and I are talking right now, sharing our feelings, mm -hmm. sharing our, our hurts and our pains. Yes. And um, I think we need to see God as our heavenly father, a father that's interested in us, a father that loved us before we ever knew anything about him, mm -hmm. and that he is interested in what's going on in our lives. Yeah. And just like we would sit down at the close of the day and speak with our dad about what was going on or what happened that day, that's the way we want to talk yeah. to God in our conversation with him in prayer. Yeah. And I think that makes it so much incredibly easier, right, than to think that we're coming to God to beg him or to convince him, because those are hard prayers. Uh, those don't feel good. Like we don't experience the presence of God I've, when I found myself begging. Like if it's a desperate situation, I have to remind myself, this is my heavenly father. He says, that I can come boldly. This is not my idea. This is what he says that I can do. And so today there's some great, they call them Pauline prayers in Correct. the Bible. And we're going to look in the book of Ephesians and kind of how um, Paul gives us some examples of how we can pray really. Yes. And in Ephesians chapter one, he really, the book of Ephesians is a prayer mm -hmm. as he is describing and helping uh, prepare and teach the people that the letter was intended for how to relate to the Father. Yes. But he really is helping us and opening our eyes to understand what God has provided through Christ 
uh, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and then the Holy Spirit. And I love how the book of Ephesians really emphasizes the Trinitarian nature of mm-hmm. God. Yes, it does. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And the role that each plays in our relationship with the Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And so as Paul prays, especially uh, in Ephesians 1, he's asking God and he is speaking to God while the letter is sent to the people and the people are understanding that what Paul is saying is this is intended for you. But he really, as he's writing this and it's being copied and sent to the folks, it's really a prayer that is focused on the father Mm -hmm. in heaven. And so he is asking specifically that God would help the people understand and to embrace all that God has provided for them in that prayer. I know when I look in that prayer, you know, in chapter one of Ephesians, sometimes if I'm praying for someone and even myself, I can insert their name right there and just pray that. So for the person that doesn't know exactly like what words to say or how to put them together, or what's the right thing to say to God, it's like right there. Yes. Maybe we should just yes. read this prayer please, please and, and, and we can see that. And so in verse 15, this is where Paul really begins uh, to pray for spiritual insight. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite passages because it, it really speaks into the lives of people. The full measure of God's intended purpose yes. for them. And for them to understand his purpose for them. So Paul is inspired to write, this is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of the saints, Mm -hmm. I never stop praying and giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, his purpose. What is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength? This is really a prayer where Paul is saying, You have come to know the Lord. Now you need to know what it means to know the Lord. Yes. And I think sometimes we still have a a difficult time acknowledging the fact that while God is in heaven, he's able uh, to transcend all of the atmosphere. Yes. And he's here with us. Mm -hmm. And so what Paul is wanting to do is he's wanting to draw a personal connection. And he says, I I want you to understand that the father that you're speaking to, the father that I'm praying to you to on your behalf today is not way out there. He's here Mm -hmm. with us. Yes. And while we may not see him, you and I know that he's in the room. Yes. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. And so the father is here with us as we are sharing these moments together. So as Paul prays, first of all, he says, I'm giving thanks. Yeah. Because when he thinks about the folks at Ephesus and in that region that he's writing this letter to, 
He's giving thanks because they are the validation of God's calling on his life. And so when you pray for another person and you begin to see God answering those prayers, you're seeing the validation of you as an ambassador for Christ Mm -hmm. who is allowing God to make his appeal through you. That's right. And so Paul is saying, "I, I don't stop giving thanks as I remember you because you are the reason that God brought me out of my past. Mm -hmm. I am who I am because God loved me before the foundation of the world. But you are the reason that he called me. He reached out to me when I was not looking for him. That's he came right. searching for me. That's right. Because we say things like, I found God. Right. And I know what we mean when we say that. Absolutely. But we don't find God. Right. He found us. <laughs> God has always been the initiator. Yes. In creation mm-hmm. and in salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's important for us to acknowledge that he is the reason for us yeah. as we think about that. And so as we look at this, he, Paul helps us to see the Trinitarian nature of our heavenly father, the father, the son, Mm -hmm. and the spirit. And he includes all of them in this prayer. And so what does he say? He says, I want you to understand, and I want you to grow in the spirit of wisdom, Mm -hmm. wisdom in knowing that you are not the creator of your life. That's right. You're not the sustainer of your life. You are the product of the great love that God had for you when he sent Jesus to die for you. So I want you to acknowledge that. And then he says, I want you to recognize that there's a need for the eyes of your heart. And when we speak of the heart in the scripture, whether it's in the Hebrew scriptures or in the Greek scriptures, it's always an understanding that the heart represents the entire being, the mind, the, the, the inner being, the soul, mm-hmm. the spirit. So what Paul is saying is, I'm praying that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened to the great hope. Amen. And listen, we have a lot of folks that are hurting right now. That's right. And what they're looking for is hope. That's right. We have an eternal hope, a hope that cannot be diminished. It cannot be destroyed. It's a hope that is re- that rests in the resurrection of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yes. And so if Jesus has been raised, then we have the hope of being raised. Yes. Yes. And so Paul is saying, that's what I want you to hold on to. Mm-hmm. But we also need to understand that as we pray for this wisdom and the understanding that our eye, the eyes of our heart would be open, we've not been saved to simply go to heaven. No. We've been saved so that we can bring honor and glory to the Father in heaven who sent his son to die for us. Mm-hmm. That as we trust him and place our faith in him, we have opportunity to receive the greatest gift of all. And that's the forgiveness of sin and eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So important. It's so important. And when I hear you talk about hurting people and hope and that we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ and to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Because right? sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Right. And I have to, when I read those prayers and when I pray those prayers, I'm reminding myself that this is not all there is. 
there is a hope in Christ that we all have that is in front of us. We've got to take a break, but stay with us. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment right here on Bridges. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. If you want to grow your faith and understand God's Word more fully, then MonicaSchmelter.com might be just the place for you. You'll find all of Monica's teachings on demand, complete with online extras. Get started today because truth changes everything. If you're just joining us today on Bridges, we are talking about powerful prayers. And specifically, we're looking into the book of Ephesians at, at some of the prayers that Paul prayed. And Pastor Gruber is my guest. And, you know, Pastor, we're still in Ephesians 1. And this mm-hmm. is a prayer that I've prayed many times. And every Wednesday, I set aside special time to pray for prodigals. People will send in the name of their prodigals. And Ephesians 1 is one of those prayers that I will pray and insert the prodigals' names in there. And uh, what are some other things? We've already talked about it, but where would you like to pick up there? Well, Paul talks about the inheritance in the saints. It's very interesting how this is uh, translated for us. There are some commentators that want to think of the inheritance as being in the Old Testament. We see that the people of God are always spoken of as the inheritance of God. Mm -hmm. Some translators and some commentators want to speak of that as being the fact that we are God's inheritance. And in a very real sense and in a way that we need to recognize that is true. But I think what Paul is really wanting us to understand here is to hold on to the hope that is ours as a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Everything that God has promised and has delivered to Jesus is ours. That's incredible. Yes. That is incredible. And so as Paul speaks about that, he says, I want you to know the immeasurable greatness of his power, his power that is at work in us. And I think there are a lot of folks, good believers, 
good-meaning people mm -hmm. that find themselves withdrawing because they don't understand the power that That's is right. at work. That's right. It's the resurrection power. Yes. Jesus was dead. Mm -hmm. He was not resuscitated. <laughs> he was dead, dead, That's dead. That's right. And God raised him That's from right. the dead. That's right. And that power is at work in every mm -hmm. believer. Yeah. It says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That's correct. And I have to remind myself of that because on some days, Pastor Groover, I don't feel that way. Right? That's right. I have to remind myself that even though I feel like I am just spent, got nothing left, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he dwells in me. That's correct. And I think that's the thing that we all have to be reminded of mm -hmm. because each of us, there are days when the challenges of the day just seem to over, yes. overrun us. Mm -hmm. And we have to remind ourselves, greater is he that is yes. in me than he that is in the world. That's right. And the evil one is doing everything he can to try and convince every believer otherwise. Mm -hmm. But look, remember the Easter event, mm -hmm. why we celebrate, why we meet on the first day of the week, because that's the day that God raised Jesus from the Amen. dead. And it should be a daily reminder that that is the power yes. that is working us. That's right. And the prayer that is in Ephesians chapter 3 mm -hmm. that we talk about next is exactly the prayer that Paul is praying, that we would understand the power that mm -hmm. is available to us. And it's, it's such an amazing uh, prayer for us that we would recognize the spiritual power mm -hmm. that's there. Is it okay if I read Absolutely, just that? Please. Uh, this is Ephesians 3.14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. The two words there, father and family, pater and patrier, are words that are connected. It means that God is the father of all. We have in Jesus, the right to become the children of God. We are all the creation of God, but not until we come to faith are we made the children of God. Yes. But it is in God that all things are made, all things are sustained, all things are loved. Amen. And so there's a connection, there's a unity there. So for those of us that would like to say, because you're not like me, you're not part of the family. <laughs> Listen, you need to read the scripture exactly. and understand the prayer exactly. of Paul. Because in Christ, we are all one family. Amen. We are all the product of the Father. Yes. And Jesus said, the Father and I are one. Hallelujah. And we have one family connection mm -hmm. in Christ. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Number one, all that we receive from God, all the power that we have from God is the result of his love. Exactly. It is his love 
that led him to say, let us create. It is his love that said, let us go for them. And Jesus left heaven and came to earth and lived among us. Moved into the neighborhood, as Eugene <laughs> Peterson said. He moved into the neighborhood mm-hmm. so that he could connect with us. Yes. So vitally important. So that love, that's the focus of the power. And that needs to be the focus of our power as we think about it. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing how the Holy Spirit led Paul to say this. He says, I want you to be able to comprehend with all of the saints the length from ever to ever. The love of God is eternal. Yes. It, that's how long it is. How wide it is. It's wide enough to include everyone yes, it is. that will come to Jesus Christ in his name. Listen, there's no one beyond salvation. That's right. That's the power of Amen. God's love. Amen. And that's the power of love that's at work in us to teach us how to love people that we may think are unlovable. Exactly. And to care for people that we may think do not deserve any care. That's right. And compassion. Right. And that's important. And then he says, the height, the height of his love allows us to connect with him and to bring praises to him. Yes. And it's our love for all that he is and all that he has done for us that leads us to love him and to uh, share our praise with him. And then he says, uh, the depth. And what does that mean? It means that no one has sunk so low that God's love cannot reach them. Isn't that good? That's such an amazing truth for us. And and as we think about that, how it does affect our love and our interactions with people. Yes. And, you know, that someone that we could think, man, you're just way too far gone. And we can think that, you know, and there are people, honestly, that some of the stuff that they've done, we just think how, and yet God His love is there for them. And out of his love for them, we can grow in that love and that concern. And it really does speak to us as believers, how we're to interact with other people. Correct. And it's a matter of understanding that when Jesus comes into our lives, um, one preacher put it this way. He's a down home guy. He moves in. But when he moves in, he takes your chair out and he puts his throne in. He wants to be on the throne and he loves us so much that as he is on the throne, it's a matter of our understanding all that he can do and is willing to do in and through us for the benefit of others and for his honor and his glory. We limit him. We do. And we need to understand the length, the width, the height, and the depth of his love. Yes. And there is nothing in your life or in my life that he cannot do. And there's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love to be the power at work in us. Yes. It's amazing. It is. And I think about it and it just touches my heart of his great love Mm -hmm. and his great power that operates in love. Because he could use his power in all kinds of different ways, right? That's correct. But he chooses to operate and to love us and to encourage us to consider how much he loves us. And when I consider how much he loves me, 
it definitely affects my attitude. It definitely affects my behavior toward other people. Uh, it affects the insecurities that I might mm. think I have to understand that the creator of the universe values and loves me. That's amazing. Yes, it is. And this, as Paul closes this prayer, he says, now to him who is able. Mm. Okay. We have a tendency of thinking that the only way God can use us is if we're, we're able. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you, the, the work that God called me to 45 years ago is not a work I was able to right. do. And throughout those years, it's, it's never been the work that I've been able to do. I've been amazed and I'm grateful. Yes. But it's God's love. Not just his love for me, but love for the people that he has brought into my life, mm -hmm. allowed me to have some influence over so that he could make his appeal that they would be reconciled to him through Christ. And at the end of the day, this is not about you or me being recognized for what we're able to do. Absolutely not. It's all about us understanding what God is able to do. Yes. And what he wants to do. Yes. And. So he says he's able to do anything that we even things that we can't imagine. Exactly. Things we can't know right. to ask for. We haven't for. even thought of exactly. <laughs> and so his power is limitless. Yes. And his ability is limitless. Mm -hmm. The only way that God is ever limited in the life of a believer, a Christ follower, is when we simply say no. To him. Because he doesn't override our free will. No. And so we have to understand that. And what you're saying is his power is unlimited, works in his love, and the only way it's thwarted is if a believer in Christ says no. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And so in chapter one, you have the prayer for our eyes to be open, to be illumined to the power, to all that God has given to us. In chapter three, you have this understanding that Paul is saying now that you know what God has given you, here's how you use it. And here's how you are to ask God to use it as he enables you to go in his purpose. That is so complete. Thank you so much, Pastor Gruber, You're welcome. for being Thank here today. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Stay tuned. Monica will be right back. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. If you want to grow your faith and understand God's Word more fully, then monicaschmelter.com might be just the place for you. You'll find all of Monica's teachings on demand, complete with online extras. Get started today, because truth changes everything. Today on Bridges, we've talked about the prayers of Paul that are in the book of Ephesians. And we, I call, called this powerful prayers because when we pray the word of God, we know that God will honor that because the word says heaven and earth will pass away, 
but God's word will stand forever. And there are so many of you that have messaged me or called the station and said, will you pray for me? I don't know how to pray. And one of the things that I always recommend is to start your prayer life, your conversations with God based upon his word. You can go to the book of Ephesians first chapter like we did today and pray along with Paul as he talks about the eyes of our heart being opened, that we would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know God better. And if you're praying for a prodigal or someone else, you can just insert their name there and you can know and you can be confident that God hears that prayer because it's based on his word. And today we also looked at Ephesians chapter three and the prayer that that Paul prayed there. And I'll tell you, if we could start even every morning just going there and reminding ourselves the lengths, the heights, the depth of which God loves us, oh, how that would change our attitudes, our mindsets, the way that we relate to others. We do live in a world that's pretty negative right now, and there's so much of all of that out there. But we really do need the eyes of our understanding open that there are many people poised, just ready to hear the gospel and to hear it in love. So I encourage you today to go and start praying those powerful prayers. I'm out of time, but I'll see you next time right here on Bridges. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.